what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for downloading episode 00 of So What Do You Really Do? I'm your host, Dead Air Dennis. I am a comedian in Boston, and I've been in the radio industry for 16 years. So the point of this podcast is the fact that I have been working so many day jobs to just support doing comedy and entertainment and radio because radio doesn't pay the bills either. Trust me on that. I know. Uh, so does my bank. But... That was the point of this podcast is to bring in other artists so you can hear about what they have to go through uh, dealing with day jobs and working for their art. And you know what? The weird thing is some of them have fascinating jobs, you know, like granted, my day job is radio. And it's one of those things like when I meet somebody, it's like, oh, yeah, I work in radio. And they're like, oh, really? Even if they're going to follow up with, yeah, I really don't listen to the radio anymore. Their eyes still light up a little bit and they want to know more about it. And I have friends who have amazingly interesting careers and I want to know more about them. You know, outside of the fact that, hey, they're also a comedian or, hey, they're also a musician or, hey, they're a painter. Like, it's weird that we have to do this, that we have to work these jobs just to support ourselves wanting to do what it is we want to do. Like, if you want to be a banker, you go to school and then you're out of school and you're a banker. If you want to be a doctor, you go to school and then out out of school, you're a doctor. There's no path like that for comedians or actors. Yeah, there's acting schools, but... You don't need to go to them, and they don't guarantee you any work. They're not going to guarantee that you're going to get work and get paid after as soon as you graduate. There's no real career path to follow if you want to be an artist of some sort or an entertainer. I always considered myself an entertainer, and that was radio was my path to entertainment. Was supposed to be. Uh, So I'm going to be sitting down every week with just friends of mine who are also in the entertainment business who have interesting jobs, jobs that I find fascinating. I hope you do as well. Here's a little bit of what you're going to hear from So What Do You Really Do? Which, by the way, I'm going to have the worst indigestion during this whole thing because my buddy... It's uh, all right. I ate a lot of cheese today, man. Uh, We can can just record our fart sounds. (laughs) It's kind of cool. Yeah, let's record fart sounds in a small room. We recorded fart sounds for like 30 minutes. I end up taking too many jobs too seriously. Um, which is my flaw in life. Sometimes I wish I could just show up to a job and not care about it. Oh, yeah. I got that down. <laughs> I don't know. When I started for the first couple of months, it was only one or two times a week. And then after that, it was probably four or five times a week. And that, when I was working full time, like it started out okay. And then as the gigs amped up, I just started burning out. And it got to a point where I just couldn't function. And then I went part time. And then that was great. Um, and now I gig, you know, at least seven times a week. And so I'm, it got to a point again, even seven times a week with 20 hours a week in my day job, I was burning out and I didn't have enough time, but I'm also promoting a club. So it's not just doing comedy. It's also getting people in the door. Um, but yeah, just burned out to a point where I had to quit my job. And so now hopefully it'll be a better balance. And things are working out so far that... It's been two weeks. Two weeks, so yeah. It's two, no, and I've been here for two weeks, so <laughs> it's I can't tell. Yeah, I got hired at a Chinese restaurant. Really? Yeah, called, it doesn't exist anymore, but it was in West Hollywood called Beijing Cafe. And I got hired to wait tables and deliver food. And I would show up at people's homes with Chinese food, and I'd be like, hey, I got your Chinese food. And they'd be like, why? Because <laughs> you can't see me right now, but I'm just like a white white dude. guy. Yeah, your average very uh, very average white guy. Yeah, well above average now. <laughs> so, anyways, um, but my first day a there, handsome white guy. My okay? first day there, they um, all of a sudden they all started like 
panicking and rushing and making tons of food. And they're like, oh, no, we forgot this order. And they're like, Andy, do you know Body Shop? And I was like, I just moved to L.A. I was like, what, Body Shop? Like to go get your car fixed? They're like, no, 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 girls, girls. And I was like, oh, the, the strip club up on Sunset, like right up the street called The Body Shop? And they're like, yeah. They're like, anyways, they deliver to this restaurant like every, it was like every Wednesday or something like that. They deliver like the catering order because they have a lunch. At, oh, they, they provide the, the lunch shop. at the strip club. They provide club. the lunch and like, so anyways. The other delivery driver doesn't want to take it. And I'm like, okay, because it's late and he doesn't want to get yelled at or something. So I take it and I walk up, I drive up to the strip club and I have like tons of Chinese food. And I walk up and there's a bouncer and he's like, hey, man, it's the middle of the day. And I'm just like, I got that Chinese food for lunch. He's like, okay, come on in. And I walk in and I don't know where to go. And I just like, look, and there's a, uh, there's a woman on the stage and she's dancing. There's some dudes in there watching and stuff. And, She's dancing and like she's a daytime stripper, so you know she's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, she's she's up there and she's wearing nothing but like a cargo net and she's dancing. And I walk in and I got like my hands and she she just looks at me from the stage and yells at me. She goes, You bring the food? And I was like, <laughs> Yeah. And she goes, I love you. Will you marry me? And I was like, where where does this go? <laughs> what are you filling your daytimes with? Um, let's see, uh, thinking about how I should be writing more, um, <laughs> and, I was uh, hoping to hear you say, I write a lot. Oh, no. What's up with this check, uh, for these appearance fees I did? I was told I was gonna get $600, and he gave me $300, and I was like, I was told it was gonna be $300 a night. He's like, you're lucky you're getting 300 uh. And I was just like... I was like, but I was told it was, he's like, where's the contract? And I just want to be like, you're fucking over a 22-year-old. You're paying less than minimum wage. Like, you're, on, a, you're yeah. a scumbag. Everybody in the UK kind of has this view that American comedy is like, is the epicenter of everything. And the great American global the comedians. Of everything. But, well. Except soccer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which... You'd get shot if you called it that over there. Anyway, I... Oh, I know. Um, but, well, it, but I think it's more so... Uh, it's seen more in a positive light than everything. Because Americans are not uh, looked highly upon in a lot of other remits of the world. I know, it's, it's shocking. Um, how, how many times a day do you tell people, no, not American, Canadian? Yeah, uh, no, I do. <laughs> I, I have... I have jokes about it. My opening line in the UK is, I'm American, but don't worry, I'm from a bit of the States close enough to Canada, which means I'm not a prick. <laughs> Next year on Serial, they should do a story about a comedian that might have murdered someone. And that'll be like the ultimate, like Mark Maron's like making these calls from jail and he's like, I don't know. Like, I didn't do it. <laughs> I don't know why they keep thinking I did it. I keep <laughs> telling them I wasn't. <laughs> Boomer lives. <laughs> most annoying thing for me is how slow they go i don't like going slow very rarely will i stop if i see traffic behind me i won't stop because i know that i want to get out and just rip people's people's throats out for going so slow because you're ruining like the lights in boston suck as it is so when you're making people miss lights that don't like you go if you drove around boston the main streets like boylston street newberry street try atlantic like the lights don't line up. So in Boston, you go from red light to red light to red light, and then you have the worst jaywalking problem of any city I've ever been to my life. Uh, jaywalking is a problem? I don't... It's 
Are you are you being sarcastic? No, or? I'm not being sarcastic because I am not the guy that waits for a walk light. Oh, if traffic's clear, I will go. Well, if I want to cross, I will not wait to a crosswalk. I will well, cross. People just cross whenever the hell they want. You'll be driving and then. You have to slam on the – I'm in a tank, and people will just walk out in front of them like they're in Tiananmen Square, and <laughs> it's like, dude, you. Ha- I'm in a tank. Like, literally, and you, a tank. literally a tank, and you just stepped out in front of it, and you act like it's my fault that I didn't see you step between two cars with no crosswalk in sight and just – and the only – Pedestrians it, have the right away. Yeah, always. Uh. And the only we actually someone said this at work and I didn't believe him that a jaywalking there's actually a jaywalking ticket and it's yeah. only one dollar. What in Boston it's only one dollar and then it's two dollars so they never give it out. Which between double parking and jaywalking, if you had down Newberry Street and Boylston Street and some other places, if you if the city of Boston had meter maids or traffic cops, whatever the hell you want to call them, just assigned to a two-block radius and just walk circles for an eight-hour shift and just hand out tickets, they would, whatever their debt is, would be done in a month. Like One of my things is, I'll say to someone, I'll be like, oh, good luck. People are like, oh, it's bad luck to say good luck. You have to say break a leg. I'm like, I don't subscribe to that, man. Because any sort of that superstition, I feel, is taking you away from what you're supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> if you're worried about someone saying, if you're worried about, if you're worried about someone who didn't say break a leg, you're like, ah. Uh, when I first started, I had, like, a huge amount, like, already done. So I was like, this is going to be easy. And eventually those ran out. And I was like, oh, I got to keep making more of these now. <laughs> I just took this course. And uh, day one of the course, I, I mean, I, it was one of those things. Was, this has happened to me on multiple occasions, which probably is an indication that I jump into things without thinking about them first. Really? Um, the very, fact that you've had four different careers that take people years upon years to learn and get into. Yeah. That's and right. now you're jumping into college. Uh, the very first day of architecture school, we were all going around in our studio and had to say our name and our favorite architect. And I couldn't name a single architect. I just decided to go into architecture. No idea. So I just copied the person before me. And <laughs> I really love that guy too. No, She's that a is, woman. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, it was exactly what happened. The person before me was like, I really love I Am Pay. And I was like, that's good. Good. We'll go with that one. <laughs> and then equally, the first day of the stand-up comedy course, like I hadn't seen stand-up comedy. I couldn't, I didn't. Like, I, I don't know. I think I probably said Mitch Pedberg just because that was the only comic that I could name. Or I, or maybe, I don't know, I maybe had said, I don't know, maybe Louis C.K. at the time. Like, I just, I made something up because I was like, I don't know. People were saying names of people that I had no idea. And still to this day, for the first two or three years, actually, no, I still do it. Um, people mention comics to me all the time and I just have an iPhone note of like comedians that I really should know. Actually, this will be funny if we go to the list of people that I really should have known. But uh, <laughs> some of the people You're, that people are like... It's essentially like the Captain America list from, from yeah. Captain America 2. If you're in comedy, you meet a lot of people who are like, I have this awesome idea and they'll like tell you about it but then like they'll never do anything about it, you know? They'll just say, like, I got an idea. And they're like, I'm an idea, man. Wouldn't this be cool? And I'm like, yes, that would be cool. When I first started thinking about the New York Pass thing, I was like, oh, this would be cool. And I had the urge to be like, do you think this would be a cool idea? But I knew if I, like, told people about it, I would just, like, I would just get the positive affirmation that it was a good idea. And that would be, I'd be like, that's enough. <laughs> like, uh, they like the idea. So I, told, I, made, I specifically like, told almost nobody about it before it like before i put it out um because i mean just in comedy there's so many I, you meet so many people who have heard just like 
just big idea people who just never do anything with their ideas. Yeah, I didn't want, I hate that, so I didn't want to do that. And you know when you do something wrong and you're just like, I just want to get the fuck out of here as quickly as possible? Uh, She's gone. She's like, I'm just going to go process this to the back. And I'm looking at everyone else getting a license. And I'm like, no one left. You know, like. None of them got up. None they're, of them got they're up. They're all still there. Why is this lady getting up? Oh, she no. She comes back and this cop comes in. He was just like, sir. I'm like, yeah. He's like, do you want to come outside? I was like, are we going to find my car? He was like, <laughs> he's like, yes, we are. And I was like, then I don't want to go outside. And he laughs and he's like, come in the back with me. So we go in the back and he starts explaining it's Texas illegal immigrants. I'm like, I got it. He's yeah. like, it's a way of keeping track of illegal immigrants. It's a way of getting people for warrants. And all this stuff. And I was like, well, my name is Michael Patrick O'Brien. I've never up. been to yeah. Mexico. I've never been arrested for anything. I'm like, I'd explain the situation. Like, I need I need this license to get this job. Like, Wait, do you mean M Michael Patrick O'Brien's of the O'Brien's from Juarez, Mexico? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No oh, shit. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, Clearly. trust me, I'm legal. I've never been arrested. He was like. Oh, I can't do that. What am I going to tell everyone else I've gotten for this? I was like, nothing. They're all in Mexico. <laughs> and he laughed. That's just a small sample of the things you're going to hear, the conversations you're going to hear on So What Do You Really Do? I'm going to be talking to a lot of comedians, some very funny people, because most of the people I know here in Boston are comedians. Uh, I actually moved here to Boston from Baltimore three years ago now and all I do is I go to work and I do comedy and now I'm going to add this to the list of things that I do so please join me every week listening to me chat with my friends who have interesting jobs here on so what do you really do uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button and if you like an episode here in the future you know leave a review because that's what you're supposed to do thanks a lot